drove away, they said they're unsure what, if anything, will be left if and when they come back. Landfall is expected late tonight or early tomorrow morning. Police in Kenosha, Wisconsin say two people were killed, one injured, during a third night of protests over the police shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake's mother, Julia Jackson. Him being alive is just a miracle in itself. Blake was shot seven times in the back as he got into his car. His family says he's partially paralyzed. First Lady Melania Trump took the podium in the Rose Garden to address the Republican National Convention on her husband's behalf. Total honesty is what we as citizens deserve from our president. Whether you like it or not, you always know what he's thinking. Vice President Pence speaks tonight. The federal government will now require all nursing home staff to be tested regularly for the coronavirus. Until now, it was only recommended. More than 40,000 have died at nursing homes since March. The owners are changing the name of a popular ski resort near Lake Tahoe. Julie Tidd lives near Squaw Valley. I think in this culture, it's the right decision. It's going to be expensive. <laughs> to make the changes, but people will adjust. The resort, which hosted the 1960 Winter Olympics, has gotten pushback over the word squaw. It's a slur against indigenous women. No word on what the new name will be. Last night in Chicago. To right field, at an angle, is there! NBC Sports with the sound as White Sox righty Lucas Giolito threw the first no-hitter of the season. He struck out 13 Pirates batters. Chicago won it 4 to nothing. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Here's your Jill on Money financial fallout question of the day. Ophelia from New Orleans asks, I'm 63, single, still working, no debt. My combined portfolio of individual stocks, mutual funds, IRA, and 401k totals just under a million dollars. My mortgage balance is 80 grand. I'm thinking of using some of my 401k to pay off that mortgage. Your thoughts? Well, Ophelia, first off, I'm not sure you should be paying off the mortgage. But if you are hell-bent on doing this, you don't want to pull from a tax-deferred account. Instead, you should use the taxable accounts. Have a question? Go to JillOnMoney.com to send an email. Dell has all you need to office anywhere during Small Business Month with up to 45% off computers and servers with Intel Core processors plus top brand tech, all with free shipping on everything. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL or visit dell.com slash smallbusinessdeals. Britain's Woodstock opened 50 years ago today on a windy hillside on the Isle of Wight. Some 600,000 rock fans gathered for a six-day lineup that included The Who, Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, and The Doors. The long hair, peace beads, and pot smoking scandalized the island's well-heeled locals. The festival failed to turn a profit. There wouldn't be another like it on the Isle of Wight for 32 years. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. A note for barbecue potato chip lovers. Lay's is recalling its version because the packaging doesn't mention they're made with milk ingredients. That could be a problem for anyone who's allergic to lactose. The affected bags were sold in 11 different states, including California, Oregon, and New Mexico. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Thinking about life insurance? 
What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-721-4880. That's 800-721-4880. 800-721-4880. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Ready to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Home ownership. It's within reach. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the OAB in this station. The superheroes are coming. The superheroes are coming. The 7th Annual Athens Casa Superhero 5K has gone virtual. You can register online at AthensCasa.org slash superhero to receive a mail brace packet. Then pull out your best superhero costume to complete your 5K your way anytime on September 4th, 5th, or 6th. Then post your photos and results online. All of the proceeds of this event support local foster children and their portable special advocates. Sign up today at AthensCasa.org slash superhero. Be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. During this unprecedented time of dining room closures, please visit Larry's Doghouse drive-thru. Online ordering, delivery, and carry-out with curb service. We will even bring it out to you at Larry's Doghouse. Larry's Doghouse would like to thank our community for patronizing our restaurant for delicious, great-tasting food, fountain soda, and deliciously decadent shakes. And don't forget about Weenie Wednesday, open 10.30 a.m. through 10 o'clock p.m. Call 740-592-3819 or order online at larrysdoghouse.com. Larry's Doghouse, 410 West Union Street, Athens. Since 1972, Dan & Electric has been providing professional solutions at fair prices. Whether it's dedicating a line for your computer, running all new electric lines, installing new lighting, air services, ductwork for distributing the best heating and cooling throughout your home, or complete HVAC system installations for the home or office, Dan & Electric can hook you up. Consider a backup generator for those untimely Southeast Ohio power outages. Call Dan & Electric, 740-593-8813. That's Dan & Electric, 740 740- 593-8813. Hey, it's Boots with Talk NASCAR, Indy 500, car covers, oil changes, and Jeeps. That's Auto Smarts, Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
1970 WETH 97.1 on FM as well. It's a Wednesday, folks. Very nice sunshine booming through our window. Gonna be rather toasty. 88 degrees today. Our high. And it is truly summer-like. And uh, good morning. Um, party line on the air this Wednesday edition. Scott's here. Let me get your mic going. Let's see. Right there. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Too many papers in here this morning. Covering things up, and that's my fault. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a report. That says 90 today. And... Uh, Chances of precipitation listed at 20%. Tomorrow, 80%. Yeah, those numbers are from Brian Hughes. They they are not. They're from Associated Press, right? No, those numbers that I write in there are from Brian Hughes. Oh, 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 oh I, yeah, okay. Um, anyway, it's going to be hot for a few days. Folks. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And then rainy for a few days with the uh, remnants of Hurricane Laura. And we do need the rain. Yes. Did you hear winds? Wind speeds could be up to 140 to 150 miles per hour when that hits landfall. Yes. And a storm surge. Down there. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, not here. But a storm surge of possibly 15 feet of water. Inland. When we had our place in Avon, on the Outer Banks, um, I never thoroughly understood what storm surge meant until one year. (laughs) And um, it was significant. Um, Places you just uh, walked every day were water and deep water. Um, it's just crazy. Yeah. And, um, oh, I was down in, um, oh, shucks. Um, down in Florida in a city. Fort Lauderdale. Got it. Okay. I was down in Fort Lauderdale years and years and years ago with, um, the family of a girl that I dated back then. And uh, they it was a stormy period there. And, you know, now, now in Fort Lauderdale, you got all those hotels and everything, and the water was just swooshing up against the windows of the lower floors of these hotels. Mm. Just amazing. All right, well, anyway, good morning. Um... That's not a problem we particularly have to deal with here, but we can certainly uh, hope the best for those down there. Sure, absolutely. Um, let's see, today is Wednesday. It's August 26th. That makes it the 239th day of this calendar year 2020. Do the math, folks. There are now 132 days left in this year. Let's see here. We have several highlights in history uh, from different reports. This one says, uh, 
on August 26th, but the year 1968, the Democratic National Convention opened in Chicago. The four-day event that resulted in the, in the nomination of Hubert Humphrey for president was marked by a bloody police crackdown on anti-war protesters occurring outside in the streets. His running mate that year, if I remember correctly, Edmund Muskie. Correct. I could not have come up with that on my own, but as soon as I heard it, I knew you were right. All right. Let's see here. Charles Lindbergh died on this date. He was 72 at the time, and he died at his home in Hawaii. I suspect he flew there. <laughs> Quite possibly. Okay, all of that stuff's fine. Well, we could do some birthdays, of course. Uh, Vic Dana. I have performed with him. 80 years old today. Was he also a comedian? He could be. He was a very humorous guy. I don't think he ever really practiced it on stage. Was he in TV? Too? Only, like... Cameo appearances, something like that? You know, like uh, Ed Sullivan or something like uh, that. Okay. Where he might do a song or two, and then they'd move on to somebody else. I do not recall his having any regular TV appearance or his own show or anything. But what do I know? Google it. Oh, I think I will. Okay. <laughs> Tom Ridge, former Homeland Security Secretary, is 75 today. He was the uh, very first one. Valerie Simpson, an R&B uh, singer, 75. Bill Whitaker, broadcast journalist, right? 69. Actor Brent, uh, Brett Cullen is 64. Stan Van Gundy, the, uh, I guess, former NBA coach, 61. Bramford Marcellus, uh, jazz musician who I like, 60. Let's see who else do we have here. TV writer and actor Riley Weston, 54. Melissa McCarthy, 50. She's kind of funny. Um, Macaulay Culkin is 40. That's hard to imagine. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Uh, was it um, Home Alone? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what he looks like today. <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I still think of him as looking as he did yeah, when he was 12. Pull a picture up if you get a chance after you finish the other six assignments I've given you. <laughs> uh, but Macaulay Culkin, well, 40 years old. Uh, let's see here. John Mulaney, who's a comedian, actor, writer, does it all, 38. Uh, Johnny Ray Gill, actor, uh, 36. Getting toward the end here. Ah, the youngest person listed, Kiki Palmer, is 27. Palm tree. That was no, that's my nickname. you. That was my nickname. Yeah, that's in, you. In high school. Palm tree. Which made no sense because I was one of the shorter guys in the school, right? All right. You think of a tree, you think of some height. Uh, but I was short, man. Still am. <laughs> okay. Well, we can set this report over there. Let's see. Historical events. The 1873, the first free kindergarten in the U.S., started by Susan Blow in a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. Kindergartens have become very important over the years. Okay, 1959, British Motor Corporation introduced the Morris Mini Miner, designed by, I can't even say that. It was only 10 foot long, but seated four passengers. And I believe that was an early, the, uh, the earliest onset of what today we call the Mini Cooper, of which uh, I have one. My wife has one, I should say. I bought it for her. Love that car. And we've had it a long time. Let's see here. 1996, U.S. President Bill Clinton signs the Welfare Reform into law, representing major shift in welfare policy. Oh, I turn the page. Here's a picture of Macaulay Culkin, but as a child. And um, so here you go. Here's his 40th birthday picture, or not picture of 40th. Uh, that big one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look 40 there. No, he doesn't. He looks. He still looks young. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, let's see. Mother Teresa, where she alive? Today would be her birthday. She did. Um, she was born in 1910. Died in 1997. We need a little help with two of these here, maybe more. Mary Ann Nichols, born in 1845, died in 1888. Mary Ann Nichols. And I have others here. She was the first victim of the un unidentified serial killer known as Jack the Ripper. Oh, yes. 
Okay. Well, that explains why her picture looks like she's on a deathbed. Not very good picture. Mm. Robert Walpole. W-A-L-P-O-L-E. Born in 1676, died in 1745. Why should we know him? Robert Walpole. Uh, also known as Sir Robert Walpole, that will give you a hint there, was a British politician who is generally regarded as the de facto first prime minister of Great Britain. The first prime minister? Mm-hmm. Okay. We already mentioned Charles Lindbergh. Uh, here's one we didn't have, Neil Simon. No. Oh. Born in 1927, died uh, just a couple years ago in 2018. Wow. How many shows did he produce that I love? A bunch. All right. Um, Vic Dana. Yeah. He was discovered by Sammy Davis Jr. Okay. He was an excellent dancer, particularly in tap, encouraged by Davis to move to L.A. to further his career. So he was best known as a singer and a dancer. I do not remember the dance part. He had uh, Billboard 100 chart hits in the 60s, Little Altar Boy, I Will, More, Shangri-La, I Love You Drops, and If I Never Knew Your Name. Well, but uh, no mention of having his own show. Or no, uh-uh. Okay. Just a few movies, and that was it. Folks, uh, I have something a little different to uh, share with you this morning, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how well this is going to go because of the way it's... Uh, I was out here about 10 o'clock last night and asked one of our staff to put this together for me and I just don't know how well it's going to go because it's not labeled quite the way I understand there's a show we ran on the air years ago and I have thought it was a hoot ever since it's called the coach art turf show and this is a collegiate coach of a collegiate football team and it's it's a they make fun of a lot of stuff now um, I'm going to share two episodes with you I've been wanting to get this on the air I just haven't found the right sponsor lately uh, because here we have, you know, it's fall, or nearly. Football season's here, or should be. High school starts Friday. Um, but really, so many of our programs are not doing it. And I thought it would be a fun year to, uh, to roll this show. Now, it's, it's a spoof, okay? It's meant to be crazy and nutty and all of that 
So, so I, th- I thought I'd share with you a couple samples and just see what you thought of it, okay? Now, having said that, before we get into it, let me update you on our COVID status. Athens has 374 cases since it all began. Uh, six of them are act. Wait a minute. This is two. Yes, correct. Six are active. Uh, from yesterday today to today, uh, they had an increase of one case. So six active, 357 recovered, and two deaths. But what we're watching is the next few days in particular with the return of many students and so on. Will we see a spike? Will we see something that worries us? Okay. The state of Ohio. At 2 o'clock yesterday, they released their numbers, and it was 116,495. That's an increase of 844 cases over the day before. It's also the third day in a row that we've had a decrease. So that's encouraging. Now let's break that down. 2,903 are in the ICUs. 9,693 are in a hospital otherwise. 8,247 are recovering at their homes. Of course, we need to mention the death toll. It's been 3,996 as of yesterday. Uh, But 91,656 have recovered. So 78.7% of the Ohioans that have had COVID have already recovered. Okay. Um, Let's do the U.S. Did I do this right? Today's what, Wednesday? Yes. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Weenie Wednesday. <laughs> I I cannot do the world in U.S. I failed to do it. I'll do it this morning so that I don't, because at 2 o'clock they change it all. So uh, anyway, I've added the stuff that is most pertinent to us. Okay. I'm uh, speaking of COVID, I'm seeing 80 Ohio State University students and 12 faculty and staff have tested positive after the first week of testing. That's where Ohio State is right now. There's, um, I saw an article somewhere. I think it's uh, Appalachian Regional Commission. Aren't they headquartered um, 
for our region at least, in Nelsonville on the square? I believe so, yeah. Anyway, they had, um, I think it was that group that had given a $40,000 um, assistance to um, either one or several of our school districts for improving internet connections, right? Okay, yep. And that's because so many of our schools are... Um, using online teaching and I'm talking about our public schools yes I came across another story overnight and this says uh, let's see where's this come from this is a, a news release from Ohio University Ohio University provides Wi-Fi access for local community with drive-in spots. Uh, Ohio University is collaborating with the Athens County School District to provide drive-in parking spaces with Wi-Fi. Hmm, I thought I had more on that. Anyway, if you... Google that. There is more information. It says read more at Twitter. Okay. Um, now let's follow uh, kind of along the lines of what Scott was saying. University of Alabama is now reporting 560 COVID-19 cases since classes resumed a few days ago. That being in Tuscaloosa. Um, Louis DeJoy, you've heard a lot about the Postal Department, United States Postal Service. Um, he's the postmaster. Maybe you didn't know his name yet. I do not understand why we're having some sort of postal phenomenon lately yeah I don't get that so, either. some people are pushing it on to being some sort of political football yeah um, uh, that's the last thing that should be happening not the last it just should never occur that like that yeah um, And yet we're hearing, you know, that they are, they've been tested. And by that tested, I mean, <coughs> with the COVID thing going on, there's so much more home delivery taking place. And, and that pushes the limits of what the Postal Service is capable of doing. But it's also placing a burden on, oh, like, United Parcel. FedEx, and other services, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't understand why this whole postal mess surfaced now. And then, of course, now it's playing into this whole thing of, well, 
um, the elections and write in ballots, absentee ballots. There we go. Yep. Um, they do it every election. There's well, yeah, going to be a few more. Uh, more than a few. <laughs> well, I use that term loosely. Yeah. But I still don't understand. I've heard somebody say it must be postmarked by a certain date, and then it will be recognized, even if it takes 40, 80 hours later to, to count it. So, um, on the other hand, I've heard others say, no. It must be in our possession by a certain time. Um, and then you're hearing about some post offices whose equipment has been um, dismantled. Um, and I, I haven't been able to figure out if this is normal dismantlization where they're about to replace it with better stuff. The mailboxes? The, yeah. The sorting stuff. Oh, okay. Okay, but I don't understand at all why they would reduce mailboxes. Um, I, th I think the, a lot of that, from what I heard and understood or understand or try to understand, was some of the bigger cities were removing them because of the riots or potential riots going on. They didn't want them pulled up out of the ground and used as weapons, but now they're reinstalling those mailboxes because of all this, you know, outcry of the post office. That's no. the only other thing I've heard about, you know, any equipment or mailboxes or anything like that, why they were removed according to postmasters. Okay. I think it's time for a chuckle. So, uh, <laughs> I was earlier when you were queuing it up. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see how it holds up here, especially the oysters. And I'm not I'm not accustomed to um, the way this is formatted, so I may make a few errors. So bear with me. Now, if do I have it right? Yeah, I think you queued it up to where you wanted it. Well, yeah, but but I don't know what the okay. segment is, sequence. So, in theory, there's an open, then there's a show, and then there's a close. And I think I have two complete episodes here. Let's see how it goes, okay? Well, that doesn't sound good already. Not well. So that's this one. There you go, over here. Yeah, but still. See, it was playing earlier. Well, 
here's a little bit of one of them. I-N-E-P-T Inept Tech Two, four, six, eight Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters Raw, raw, raw Be <laughs> listening again, sports fans For the next thrill-packed interview With the head coach of the fighting oysters Of Inept Tech The coaching legend in his own mind The one and only Coach Art Turf Okay, so that uh, that's an outro for one of the shows, right? Yes. Now let's see what. Well, that doesn't sound good. Touch it. Touch it. Here we go. We're here on the campus of NF Tech, we're going to be talking with Coach Art Turk, the head football coach and athletic director. Coach. Wait a minute. Let me close this here window. You got all that traffic noise out there. Well, thank you. That's that's uh, much better. And it's, let me say, first of all, it's a pleasure to have you on our station. Well, it's nice to be had. Coach, your football team this year is going to be starting the season next week. And I know the folks want to find out uh, about your program and about your school. And really, that's the reason that we're on here. Well, that's right. You know, we ain't been getting what you call your good publicity. And I, ain't, I know that ain't no fault of our fine SID. But, uh, you know, the more folks... What finds out about our program, the more folks what comes to our ball game, and the more folks what comes to our ball games, the more support we get from our fans in the stands, and the more support we get from the fans in the stands, the more ball games we'll win. Exactly how long have you been coaching here? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. You know, I've been coaching here at NF Tech ever since 1937, and I know that all the fine fans out there know what a real consistent, fine record we have here at our school. And what is that record, Coach? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, we've been playing uh, 17 different sports here at the school, and uh, we're still looking for our first victory. And I'll be back with Coach Art Turf in just a moment. Visiting with Coach Art Turf, head football coach at NF Tech, and athletic director. Don't want to mispronounce any of my titles. I not only am I the head coach, but I am the athletic director responsible for all the athletic programs here at NF Tech. You have to wear several hats when you're in a school such as this, don't you, Coach? Well, that'd be fine, but I ain't got but one. Coach, I know your fall practice has just been completed, and tell us what type of uh, practice you had leading into this season. Well, we had a fine practice. You know, we got some fine boys trying out for the team this year. We got some fine offensive players. We got some fine defensive players, and we got some fine boys playing on the special teams. So what we're going to have and all the fans are going to see when they come to our ball games this year is a fine ball team. Do you have many players returning from last year? Well, as a matter of fact, we got most of the boys what was on our real consistent team from last year, especially our captain, good old Needles Norgan. Folks are going to find out about him a little bit later on. He's our ninth-year senior. He adds stability to our program, and he is going to be the anchor of our fine team this year. Coach, you told me a moment ago that uh, you were still uh, uh, looking for that uh, first win. You, of course, had reference to this season, didn't you? Well, no, uh, but I do want to point out that there ain't no coach in the nation what can match my consistent record, all dating back to 1937. We've been playing 11, 17 different sports, and, and uh, I do want to point out to all the fans that just as soon as we win our first ball game this year, and we are going to win our first ball game this year, and then when we win another, then we will have won two. Coach Art Turf Show, number 1B. 
talking with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and athletic director at Inept Tech. And Coach, when we spoke with you recently, I don't think we really established where your school is located. Well, everybody knows where it is. It's right here in town, and everybody probably goes by it twice a day, once on the way to work, once when they come back home. It's located right downtown, out there at the corner of Tither and Fribourg Streets. And, of course, everybody that knows where the Tamachamp building is, it's right by there. And I assume you have a stadium adjacent to your campus. Uh, well, no, it's right next door. Can you tell us something about your facility over there? Well, I can tell you about the stadium, if that's what y'all want to know. Of course, uh, this goes back to 1937 when a boy what was in my class, you know, I went to NAP Tech. You probably didn't know that. But I really I, didn't. That's right. I was a graduate of uh, NAP Tech a long time ago, and there was a fella in my class named of, uh, Sheldon Steverson, and uh, Sheldon went on to be a big career as a doctor. I don't know what kind of doctor he was, but he made a lot of money, and he decided to give it back to his old school in the form of a stadium. And, uh, of course, uh, back then, stadium cost a little more than what he thought and he ran out of money about halfway through building that stadium and old Shell bless his heart he wanted to give all his money to the stadium so even though we only got it half half finished we wanted to name it after him so we now play in the half shell stadium and I'll be back with coach turf in just a moment back with coach Art turf the head football coach and athletic director here at inept tech and coach we've established that you're Oysters play in the Half Shell Stadium. I see a lot of black and gray hanging around the campus here. Are they school colors? Well, that's right. You know, that's about as basic as you can get. We wanted to go with one of these here basic colors. We didn't like all them pink, purple, and turquoise, and paisley, and all them other psychedelic type colors. We wanted to go with the basic colors for the basic program, and I'm a basic kind of guy. Coach Turf, I was noticing that uh, your team's nicknames are the Oysters. I just wonder if you have a, a mascot, an oyster mascot for your athletic teams. Well, no. Uh, you know, we went down to the Five and Dime uh, looking for oyster costumes, and, you know, we couldn't find none. Uh, seemed like uh, nobody makes them anymore. I don't know if they used to make them and they stopped making them or what. So I guess we had to go with another mascot, and, and Dog if we didn't come up with one, we wanted to come up with an original mascot, a mascot what nobody else has. And so we could, wait a minute, I got him right over here. Uh, Benny. There he is. What is that, Coach? Well, that's uh, Benny, Benny 17. He's a bullfrog mascot, and uh, Benny uh, has one problem. Oh, here, wait a minute. Benny, where are you going there, boy? Benny? What happened to him, Coach? Well, uh, I guess we're going to be looking for Benny 18. Coach Art Turf Show, number 1C. Talking with Coach Art Turf, the head football coach and the athletic director at Inept Tech. And Coach Turf, we've established that your school is located here in town and want to find out something about the scholastic part of Inept Tech, uh, your president and your faculty. Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because we got a real fine fellow who is in charge of the whole university, the fellow what is the president. That's good old uh, Dr. Ph.D. Little, and uh, of course everybody just calls him Ph.D. Of course now, he ain't no Ph.D., and they don't want to give nobody no false recollection of, of nobody, but see, he, 
he looked at our program way back in 1937 and saw that we was the oysters and he thought we was a veterinary school so he's he's a doctor but he's a veterinary doctor and he just has uh, uh, become established as a president of our school and so over the years we convinced him that there ain't nobody could take his place and we ain't letting him go so you and dr doolittle have been here together over these many years well, that's right now what about the faculty of your school coach how many I know a lot of our listeners uh, perhaps are thinking about their future education. How many different degrees are offered here at NFT Tech? Well, I know uh, degrees that there's uh, 360 of them in a circle, and uh, there's uh, 98 of them in the human body. And but uh, you know, uh, all I'm concerned with is uh, is the fine education of our athletes and uh, getting them. I don't know. And we'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment. And we're back with inept tech head football coach Art Turf. Uh, no, you're not going to ask me no more questions where I got to look it up in a book, are you? Coach, we'll try to stay out of the uh, academic arena for the rest of this interview. Well, that's good, as long as I don't got to use no books. You know, we're trying to tell the fans about our athletic program here, and we're not getting nowhere. You asking me stuff where I got to look it up. Let me ask you something else. I noticed the uh, nameplate here on your desk, A.O. Turf. The, uh, the O wouldn't stand for uh, oysters, would it? Well, no, uh, but I am real glad you asked me that question because that is one I can answer. Don't have to look it up in no book or nothing. Of course, my middle name goes clear back to the time I was born. Uh, it was given to me by my dear old dad. You know, most folks, they call you by your first name. we got some folks what calls me Art. Most folks, though, they just call me Coach. You know, that goes along with being a coach. Everybody just calls you Coach. Don't got to remember what your name is. Just call you Coach. But the O, that's my middle name. My father gave it to me when I was born. You know, my dad, you probably didn't know dad, but he was a fine 27-year career as a referee. He refereed football. He refereed basketball and baseball. He was an umpire. He, he wasn't much of an athlete, but he was a real fine athletic supporter. And the way he supported athletes was he was a referee for them all, keeping them all in line and everything. And, of course, he wanted me to follow in his footsteps and, and be a referee just like he was, so he made my middle name official. So that makes me Art Official Turf. I-N-E-P-T, Inept Tech, 2468. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. <laughs> listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Okay, so uh, you get the idea, folks, right? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> raw, raw, raw. I'll turn your mic on there. <laughs> oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. raw, raw. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a spoof. It's a humorous. Um, it's a fictional football team. Yeah. And a fictional coach. It's a parody. And um, it's it's a hoot. That's on the. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I like their their chant though. They get going there. Art official turf. And in the way you heard us uh, try to put it together there. You know, isn't the way you'd exactly hear it on the air. We'd um, uh, have it a little more polished than that. I'll take all these things out if I can. Playing in the half shell, the oysters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Her school president, Dr. Doolittle. PhD. Have any of you, do any of you remember our playing this show years ago? If so, I'd love to hear from you. Oh, I do. You do remember this? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, what about our listeners? Um, if, if you remember this, I'd like to have you just you know, call us and say, yep, I remember it. And uh, wouldn't mind you saying if you liked it or not. Um, our phone number, of course, 740-592-6646. You know, there was another show that we aired... Um, Oh, mercy. Remember Lum and Abner? Does does that ring any bell for you? Uh, yeah, it does. I, I probably was too young for that, but well, I may not have even been around when that was. <laughs> but I, I know the name, yeah, the, the comedy group, yeah. Well, it... Uh, or the comedy associated with yes, it. Yes, there you go. Um, these were two guys that were just going through daily episodes and uh, different things would happen to them and they um, some of these programs are so were so good in their day and are even good today now here's one remember Chicken Man? oh yeah Adventures of Chicken Man. He's everywhere, he's everywhere. Yeah. That one? Yep, that one. Yep. I just think it'd be fun to, you know, I mean, here we got COVID-19 going on. We got, we're, uh, we can't be out the way we perhaps want to be. We're uh, somewhat limited in uh, what we can do because we must be cautious and careful. Um, you know, I think humor could be an important component. So, anyway. Good morning, folks. 970 WATH. Last week we had the Democratic National Convention. This week it's the Republican National Convention. Um, I have watched most of each of it thus far. Of each of them, that is. Um... It's, um... It's it's interesting to watch how different uh, they are in different directions they've been taking and um, trying to erase some of the um, images that are negative in their favor um, through different appearances. We do have a caller, though, so let me just take a break from this topic and we'll move it. Um, hear from them and then we'll move on good morning good morning to both of you thank good you morning. two um things to suggest 
uh, you raised a question prior to that um, thing that you just had on. <laughs> I don't know what you call that thing, but the one where you're supposed to laugh at it. Yes. <laughs> supposed, 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 this <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. It's a, anyway, I didn't know that right now. <laughs> yeah. um, I would suggest that you invite someone, either by phone or something, from the election board and the postal service locally, answer these questions, and we all would know the correct answer to that. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answers, but... Uh, I have someone coming from the census uh, committee. Not uh, census. I'm, so, I'm sorry, you're right. I have, I got the two confused in my head. That's I do have that's someone everything. coming from the census thing because that's important too. Absolutely. But um, the election thing, uh, da, 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 da. I know who I'll call. Okay, good idea. I think the, the, the answer to that one is the postmark. The postmark's the most important because uh, even if there is a mail d- uh, delay for some reason, um, and you've noticed and I've noticed and other people have noticed that there has been a delay. Yeah. Not always. But, you know, some mail doesn't put a postmark on it, so you can't check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's just a suggestion. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Bye. And we'll do it. Okay. Anyway, um... So back to these conventions. Um, I liked what I heard last week. Frankly, I'm liking some of what I hear this week. Um, it's... Um, It's what we go through, really, with every election. You just have to kind of finally settle in on who do you like the best? Who do you think would do the best job? Who do you respect the most? Whatever the angle is for you. And I hope that parents uncles I, 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 I don't even know what I'm trying to say here I hope that you can avoid being influenced by others and pick it out on your own um, I have often said you know I am so called re- Republican okay Uh, Does that mean that I uphold all of the things that the so-called Republican Party uh, holds most dear? No. Um, I think I was the last Republican elected in Athens. That was a few years back. (laughs) Quite a while. Anyway. Um... I know Harry Crewson and other people liked my visions and so on, and even though they were Democrats, they would recommend me for this post or that post. And 
sometimes their party said, there's no way we're going to recommend a Republican for that. But um, anyway, you know, it's this is a terrible thing to say. The only reason I'm a Republican is because my parents had been. And I want to follow in their footsteps. And I never thought that they were so Republican that they were making bad choices. Um, nor do I think I've ever been so Republican that I made a bad choice. I guess, what what's the term? Moderate? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um... Have I always voted for a Republican? Absolutely not. Um, I don't know why I'm saying all this. Um, anyway, um, what's your name? Um, Melania. Spoke First last, lady. Yes, yes. Spoke last night mm-hmm. from the newly um, redone Rose Garden at the White House. It's been years since I've been there. They really didn't show pictures that allowed me to see what was different about the Rose Garden. But it, it did look nice. Um, I thought she did a pretty good job, but, um, I just, you know, I might be a lot more, well, this is going to sound awful. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. If we could just take the mobile phone out of the president's hands, uh, I would like a lot more what he does. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Okay. In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. People along the Texas-Louisiana coastline are bracing for catastrophic weather. It's my wife's dream house, so we're trying to protect it, board it up. Ounce of prevention is worth pound of cure, right? Forecasters expect Hurricane Laura to become at least a Category 4 system by the time it makes landfall. A Hurricane Hunter has just reported 140 mile an hour winds. CBS's Maria Villarreal is in Beaumont, Texas. Experts are predicting up to 15 feet of storm surge in some areas, and water could push as far as 30 miles inland. 
It's a threat complicated by the coronavirus, now responsible for nearly 12,000 deaths across the state. Governor Greg Abbott issued this reminder to evacuees. Protect uh, yourself uh, as well as your property. Everyone must uh, ensure that they protect their lives also from contracting COVID-19. The CDC has changed COVID guidelines. It now says people who are asymptomatic don't need to be tested, even if they've been exposed recently. People in the EU are dealing with a new round of outbreaks. CBS's Vicki Barker at the Foreign Desk. Spain